Hi, and welcome to Watermark's Equipping Podcast, a monthly conversation about faith-seeking understanding from Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. I'm your host, Caitlin Van Wagner, and this is my co-host, Dr. Oren Martin, our Senior Director of Equipping here at Watermark. And today, Oren and I are joined by our very first guest, Blake Holmes, our lead pastor here at Watermark. Hey, friends. How are we Hello. doing? Hello. Good to see you. It's finally happening. It is. We've been planning this for a long time. We've been talking about it for months. We're finally here. We're feeling good. It's going to be a great morning. It's going to be great. All right. Okay. So today, for our very first episode, we're going to do a little bit of a flyover to under- introduce people to what this is about, what the goal of the podcast is, why we're here. So I want to start there. So, Oren. Why are we doing this podcast? Why are we doing this podcast? Well, this podcast is for our members. Of course, we are welcoming anyone who wants to listen in on this conversation. We want to equip our members to know God. Uh, We understand our task as uh, staff at Watermark is, is to help disciple our people, to help our people know God so they might faithfully make him known. When I, when I think about one verse that maybe uh, is on my heart as I think about this podcast, mm-hmm. it's really Paul's heart in his ministry. You think about all the suffering he endured, all of the pain that he went through in proclaiming the gospel was for one thing. It was so that he might proclaim Christ. It makes me think of Colossians 1 verse 28 where he says, We proclaim Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Hmm. For this reason I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. And so I can't think of a better verse than that verse to to proclaim Christ so that our members will find their lives in him and be equipped to make him known to their neighbors, to their coworkers, to the nations. Hmm. Blake, so you're also an elder here at Watermark. Mm-hmm. And so as an elder, as the lead pastor, why are you excited? What's the goal of this podcast from your perspective? Um, that's a great question. Well, I am excited to be here. This has been a long time coming in our planning. I'm excited to be with you, Warren, and of course with you, Caitlin. And I'd say um, real simply, we have so many conversations just in the hallway about life and faith and maybe Sunday's message and how scripture applies to our life. And this is a chance for us just to have some of those conversations where others can benefit. I've walked away from so many of those and I go, hey, that was really helpful for me. Like I learned something from there or that was really encouraging. And so I love the fact we're able to take some of these topics and allow other people just to listen in as we're learning from each other. The reality is um, God calls us to love him with all of our heart, soul, and mind. And so um, one purpose for this podcast is for us to sharpen our thinking. We, um, We all have a worldview. We all are theologians, if you will. Um, we may not all be biblical theologians, but we have thoughts about God and the world around us, relationships, people, what we value. And that is reflective of our view of God and what we believe about reality. Those are the stories that we tell ourselves of what we believe is ultimately true. And so this podcast, I think, is going to be an opportunity for us to have conversations about um, What does life look like through the lens and filter of scripture? And so I'm excited about that. So you said we're all theologians. And if I'm, let's say I'm a teacher, let's say I'm an accountant or something else, and I don't think about myself as a theologian, Mm -hmm. what would you say to me? So I'll use this example. We all make uh, financial decisions. How you spend your money Mm -hmm. really does communicate your values. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that, let's say you save and save and save. Um, because you want to retire at an early age, or maybe you don't save at all, or maybe you choose to give generously, or you choose not to give at all. All those things are are, um, 
decisions you're making based on your belief system. And so, um, or how perhaps if you take medicine or you don't take medicine or when you sit, you're sick, how do you respond? Do you mm-hmm. pray? Do you not pray? So it's not um, the idea that um, when I say we're all theologians, do we all go to seminary or do we all have a degree yeah. or in, in Bible study? No, I'm saying we're always making decisions that reflect our view about ultimate reality. Mm-hmm. So Proverbs 1 says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So the ultimate question is, do we know God? Do we, what do we believe about God? Even if for you to say, hey, I don't even believe about God. I don't spend any time thinking about him. That's a theological mm-hmm. statement. Mm-hmm. You, just, you are a theologian. You're not a biblical theologian, mm-hmm. but you're making a theological proposition. So um, everything we do and everything we say reflects um, ultimately our belief in what Scripture says, whether we believe it's true and how we view God. Okay. So if I'm sitting here and I'm going, okay, the concept we're trying to get across is knowing God helps us love God, right? That's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. What if that's intimidating to me? Like that, the idea of learning this book, the Bible, and learning about God feels feels like a lot to take on. What would you say to somebody who's just intimidated by that idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think about the words of Jesus in John 17, 3, where he says that this is eternal life, that they might know you, the only true God and mm-hmm. Jesus Christ whom you've sent. And so, you know, I, th- I think about, I, th- I think we all want life, mm-hmm. right? I mean, as we're seeking to make financial decisions, as we're seeking to make decisions about vocation, we're seeking to make decisions about relationships, we, we want to make decisions uh, at the end of the day, to, to pursue some kind of life, to pursue joy, to pursue contentment. And, and we understand as Christians that we, we can't find that in and of ourselves, yeah. but, but that God has actually sent what we need to us mm-hmm. uh, by way of sending his son, who, who is the way, the truth, and the life, so that we might find our lives in him. And so, you know, I think it's helpful for us to understand that, that yet, yes, there should be some intimidation because it's God we're talking about, mm-hmm. right? The infinite holy, self-sufficient God who has life in himself. But but at the same time, this God has come to us, and he's come to us in the person of his son so that we can, yes, not maybe not know him fully because of who he is, mm-hmm. but we can know him truly. And in that knowledge, we have life because we in that knowledge, we know God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, so scripture speaks about how God is transcendent, and he's also imminent, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just this— What do you mean and, by that? Well, he's— um, he is wholly different from us. Yeah. He is separate from us, separate from his creation. But yet he desires a relationship with us, and he demonstrated that mm-hmm. in the person of his son, Jesus Christ. He has chosen to reveal himself to us. He's not just sovereign and holy and separate and apart, but he is intimate. He is near. He desires a relationship with us. And so— um, you ask a really good question, Caitlin. I think sometimes when we talk about theology, we use words like this in the Bible. We miss the relational aspect mm-hmm. of we have a God who wants us mm-hmm. to come to him. And so I would submit um, that he has revealed himself as the good shepherd. He has revealed himself as our father. And so, and that can be tricky language, right? Because based on how we were raised or the home we grew up in, yeah. like when you hear father, I don't know. You yeah. you may hear, well, my, this is what my dad was like. Mm-hmm. That may not be really that comforting, but a good father, right? One who does love us, one who ultimately has our best interests in mind at all times, who seeks our good and just wants us to come to him. Mm-hmm. It, it's not a test. 
it's not a performance. It's not um, a challenge. It, it's really, it's we come in our inadequacies. We come with our failures and we bring those to him. And that's then that he embraces us. And so, um, so I think even how we're thinking about doing theology and the whole point of having these conversations and even creating a resource like this, it's ultimately that we would fall more in love with Jesus as we recognize his love for us. That, that's really what it's all about. Okay. So the goal of the podcast is to fall more in love with Jesus because we know God better. Yeah, is that right. right? That's right. That's right. Awesome. So the uh, theme line for this podcast is faith seeking understanding. We're going to say it every week. And I know those words mean something specifically to the two of you. Um, Oren, what is, what are the meaning behind that, those, that phrase, faith seeking understanding? Where does it come from? Yeah, it doesn't come from me. Uh, it comes from a long line of faithful Christians who have walked with the Lord. So I think about, um, I think about Augustine, I think about, or Augustine, depending on where you are, you say it differently. You think about Athanasius, the, the, both these guys were, mm-hmm. you know, second, third, fourth century. Uh, Christians who who uh, trusted in Christ, who proclaimed Christ in their ministry context, that were very antagonistic towards Christians, uh, and and so you know th- this line has a long heritage uh, that goes way back, and and really what it's meant to communicate is is how we as Christians approach God. Right, we approach God by faith. Right, we understand that by faith uh, we hear God speak. Right, you think about Romans ten seventeen that that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So, so it's by faith that we hear God speak to us. Um, you know, you think about Moses at the burning bush in Exodus chapter three. Where, where God comes to him, right? This transcendent God, right? The God who is over him, the God who is the Lord. Yet he, he stoops down, he condescends to speak to Moses, right? Mm-hmm. In this amazing event of a burning bush. And, and Moses heard God speak and Moses believed in God and Moses spoke back to God and Moses responded to God and Moses asked questions about who shall I say sent me, right? I mean, this is so formative in, in the history of, of, you know, of the church and, and our, of our own Christian faith. And we understand that as, as amazing as that event was at the burning bush, we have something better than a burning bush. God spoke to Moses through a burning bush, but God has spoken most supremely and definitively in his son, who is the radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of his nature, as Hebrews 1.1 says. And so as Christians, like Moses, uh, we, we hear from God and mm-hmm. by faith respond to God. We, we speak about God. Uh, we speak back to God in prayer, and we and and we uh, hear from Him through His Word. So you know, by faith we hear Him, but also by faith we we seek Him, uh, because we understand that that He is the source of life. Um, not not that we've attained to it, not that we that we by our own works have have grasped it, but because He's gracious, He's actually come to us in the person of a Son who is the way, the truth, and the life, so that we can know Him, so that we can find life. So it's by it's by seeking prayerfully uh, to consider His words, to consider who He is, to consider what He's done for us in Christ, what He's given us in Christ. Uh, we consider the, the the Holy Spirit who lives within us to indwell us and gift us and guide us and lead us and all these kinds of things. Right as we seek to live our Christian lives, and so. So it's not only by faith and by faith seeking, but it's also faith seeking understanding. So we understand that God, again, has given us all of his word. He's He's spoken to us uh, in his word. And we we hear that. Mm-hmm. We believe that as as imperfectly as we can. We, but 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 it's a process, right? As we as we learn to, to, to hear from him through his word, we want to seek that. We want to seek him uh, so that we might better know him, love him and proclaim him to others. Mm-hmm. I would just add to that. I love what you shared. Warren, that God has revealed himself to us through his word, 
most ultimately through his son, Jesus, but also through the church. Mm-hmm. Like I think in America, we live this individualistic, we have an individualistic mindset so often, right? But what we recognize when we read scripture is, hey, we're entering into a much bigger story, yeah. right? You mentioned the church fathers and um, we get to stand on the shoulders of those who have come before us who've asked hard questions and they give us language so that we can um, put words to what scripture teaches and learn from them. It's, it's not just us that have had questions and doubts and challenges and face challenges in our life or had questions about what the Bible means. So those that have gone before us and the church has spoken and the Bible speaks to those challenges and through the power of the spirit, God communicates with us. So, um, so it's, it's, it's a, it's a journey of walking with the Lord and with his people, reading his word and yielding to a spirit. And it's exciting. It's a fun, it's a fun journey. So you said, mentioned a little bit about asking hard questions Mm -hmm. and the concept I got from y'all, faith seeking understanding, a component of that is asking questions. Mm -hmm. What is a hard question you've asked God recently? That's a good question. Um, I think I ask him hard questions often and which I would want to say, you know, I don't know people who are listening in their faith tradition, if hard questions were even welcomed, mm-hmm. right? I think sometimes it's such a misnomer, like that's somehow a lack of faith to ask hard questions. Or um, we can't really come to God with a critical, curious, thoughtful, inquisitive approach. Um, no, he invites questions. He wants us um, to come to him. It expresses dependence, right? And so... Um, Psalm 13 is a, is a, what a, the first thing I thought of when you asked that. And I just want you to think about this. So David is asking, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? I love the Psalms because they, they give expression to, um, they're so honest. They're so candid. They're so transparent. They give expression sometimes to the emotions I feel. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question specifically, um, you know, I just think about world events. You think about what's happened uh, most recently with an earthquake in um, Turkey with, like, I think the death toll right now is around 50,000 people. I understand we live in a broken world. I understand the loss of life, but it's the scope. Sometimes it's just so overwhelming. Or the Russian invasion of Ukraine. I, I wrestle with those. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I look to the Lord, um, and I think he welcomes that as recorded in his word of like, hey, it's okay to ask questions. But when we go to the Lord, we come to him in faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's what Hebrews eleven six says. And so I come in faith, I ask for his help um, and ask him to meet me in that struggle. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I hold on to what I know is true and I lean on friends to remind me of what is true, who encourage me day after day so that I can continue to take the next step of faithfulness in that journey. That is such an interesting tension to ask questions in faith. It's it's the man who says to Jesus, I believe, help my unbelief, right? I, do we not all live there? I mean, hey, I believe, help my unbelief. My son was diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. I mean, let me tell you something. I had a, I believe, help my unbelief many yeah. times moment. Mm-hmm. So. so that's what faith-seeking understanding means, mm-hmm. is... is asking those two questions by faith, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. By f- asking questions by faith. What's a hard question you've asked God recently? 
Yeah, I mean, I think even think, you know, for us personally, um, you know, my family and I, we just moved to Dallas to join staff at Watermark six months ago. And, you know, a question that that my wife and I really wrestled with uh, for, I mean, Blake knows months, seems like forever, but months was, was Lord, what do you want us to do? Uh, we, we need wisdom. Uh, you know, we, we were not necessarily looking to move from, from uh, teaching in a seminary in Kentucky. Uh, but but we also wanted to to, to be uh, you know in a, in a in a place and, and have a posture where the Lord could lead us, mm-hmm. uh, so that we might um, you know be used maybe in a different place. And you know the Lord made it clear to us through through reading His Word, through praying together, through through fasting. Uh, he made it clear that that you know through those through those desires uh, to to come to Dallas. And and so you know I think a real question we wrestled with right is is you know where do you want us? Right. And, you know, both decisions were, were great. If we would have stayed in Louisville, that would have been great. Uh, mm-hmm. But the Lord, you know, clearly made it known through, through, uh, through his word, by his spirit, uh, that both of us sensed uh, a confidence that, that this is where the Lord's leading mm-hmm. us uh, to serve the church. And, you, and you, not to interrupt you, I'm no, sorry, Ryan, but what, you know what's great about that, him telling that story? As you know, Caitlin, we were praying yeah. for a long time. Yeah. For months. For months yes. of, Lord, who would fill this position? Yes. And um, I mean, I don't say this glibly. I mean it very sincerely. I mean, Orin's a tangible answer to that prayer uh-huh. and and a real blessing to our church. I'm excited for this podcast for others to benefit from his wisdom and um, the way God's wired and gifted him and his understanding. So it, you're a gift, brother, and I'm excited mm-hmm. for others to get to learn from you. Well, well I want to let's get to know each other a little bit more. And let's let our audience get to know each other a little bit more. Okay, so Orin, I want to hear from Orin and Blake a little bit about, okay, who you are, tell us a little bit about your family, yeah. and uh, like a little bit of a bio. Yeah. Yeah. Super quick, uh, from Houston, Texas, uh, home of the reigning uh, world champion, Houston Astros. Oh, wow. I, I know that gets a lot of uh, a lot of joy around here and responses. You, so let's just say you you do you 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 cheer for cheaters. That that's what you're saying. Oh my goodness, you're coming out with that. I, I'm just let's Wait. be honest. Is we're trying this to be is transparent. This podcast. We're trying to be transparent. Well, cheated past tense, but okay. All right. Uh, wow. There's redemption. Okay, that's oh, that is a gospel story. Okay, so great. from Houston, uh, you know, I would have said I was I was a Christian, grew up in a Christian home. Um, that was quickly exposed to be false. Uh, my dad died when I was 18 and exposed that I was not trusting in the Lord. Uh, I did a deep dive into everything the world could offer, and I was hopeless as a 20, 21-year-old. Mm-hmm. And uh, through attending church with my sister, uh, I heard the gospel in a way that uh, that I hadn't heard before, and God opened my eyes, and uh, I confessed my sin and trusted in Christ who could forgive me of my sin and, and give me the hope of eternal life. And the Lord changed me. Uh, I shortly thereafter met my, who would become my wife, Cindy. We've been married for almost 24 years. We have three children, uh, Jonathan, Anna, Benjamin, 14, 12, 10. Uh, we, uh, we have been in Louisville, Kentucky for the last 18 years, both as a student and then on faculty serving, teaching theology, uh, and just recently moved here to Dallas, like I said earlier, uh, in the effort to, uh, we love the church. I've loved teaching Bible and theology at mm-hmm. an institution, um, but it has always been my heart to jump into the church and teach Bible and theology there and and just be a part of, of what the Lord's doing in the local church uh, and uh, in the effort to disciple Christians. Okay, so what's a fun fact about you that Maybe maybe Blake or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Most if, people don't know. Yeah, I think I'm a one-trick pony. <clears throat> the other thing that I do is I, I love cars. Okay. So my background is working on cars. I was a mechanic uh, for almost a decade. I worked for NASCAR for two years doing all the tires oh, wow. and wheels for the, for the race cars. Okay. So uh, it's it's a little bit different life than what I live now. Yeah. But, uh, but fun experience. Favorite car you've ever owned? 
favorite car I've ever owned is a, was a 2017 Mustang GT. Okay. Now, one of my favorite stories about Oren, though, he's teaching seminary. And while he's teaching seminary, he's working on cars, sharing the gospel with people who are coming into yeah. the shop. And that's just one of my favorite. I just don't know how many guys are teaching seminary and also working on cars. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Blake. Yes. Now, a lot of people know you. Yeah, been they, around here they a long know time. my story. We don't need to do Come this. On, just oh, a little boy. bit more. Okay. I don't know. A little bit more. Give us, give us your, your two minute, who you are. Tell us a little bit about the fam and kids. Uh, so, I've been. Married Rebecca in 1995, so you can do the math on that, how long we've been married. And we have four kids, two in college, two in high school, uh, three girls and a boy, mm-hmm. who uh, the joy of my life. And um, so I've been at Watermark for 20 years and served a lot of different roles. And it's one of the greatest privileges and just honored and humbled to work alongside those I love and to be on this mission with you guys. So... Okay, and what's a what's a fun fact about you that maybe Orin and I don't know or most people don't know about you? What is it? Just come clean. Oh, uh, is this when you want to make fun of me? Um, so Caitlin knows. It's going to stay in this room. No one's going to listen. No, yeah. one's, yeah. no one's going to hear it. Just That's right. say so it. I'll just say it. It's okay, fine. okay. I know Caitlin always gives me it's a hard fine. time. So I collect antiquarian books. Some book collector. Oh, what does God. antiquarian mean? Yes. What so does it mean? like it think antique. It's just it's just <laughs> old books, first editions. So like Puritans and others who have written books. It's okay. just it's just. Do I go to book fairs? <laughs> No yes. judgment here. No yes. judgment here. Yes. Okay, Am is, I going to a book fair this spring? Yes. Are you? Are you going fact. to invite me to come with you? You're not going to want to come to this. I'm <laughs> just, my wife doesn't even come. Yeah, She's I was like, going to hey, go. I feel just like we're go by yourself. And let's okay, just, but your, I'm glad nobody else is going to know that. What's your favorite antiquarian book that you own? I actually have a first edition of Jonathan Edwards' Religious Affections. So it probably doesn't mean much to very many people, but to me, it's a very first it. edition. I've seen it. I mean, it. he was at the, I mean, Integral to the Great Awakening and instrumental. Okay. Anyway, let's just wow. let's talk. About I'm glad things. that people know. Yeah, there you go. Okay, but we're not going to let you off the hook. Yeah, we're not going to let you off the hook, okay. Caitlin. You, Caitlin, tell us a little bit about yourself yeah. and a fun fact. And a fun fact. Yeah. Okay, Dallas girl, born and bred. Um, I have been at Watermark for about six and a half years. Before that, I worked in advertising until I kind of worked myself um, and put my whole identity in working at that role and worked myself kind of into a health crisis. And then in that health crisis, God really revealed to me that I'd put my identity in all the wrong things. And in the midst of that was volunteering at the porch and I don't know how, but somehow wound up on staff here at Watermark about six months later. And I've been on staff for about six and a half years. I do communications around here and it has been the single greatest privilege of my life. And my fun fact is very different from the two of yours. I really, really, really don't like monkeys. Really? Like Like they upset me. Yeah. Literally. So you did. Yeah. Hey, so you weren't one of the people who stole the monkey from the Dallas Zoo <laughs> no, recently? No, but I have followed that. I have followed. That is a fascinating it, it, story. And it, it could honestly, be like a podcast for a your different house. day. It, we should do. It could we should be in do your house. Episode, the episode two and three on that because I could do a whole deep dive. I don't know if it's because I watched Planet of the Apes too many times growing up, and I'm afraid they're going to rise up against us. <laughs> but I am uncomfortable when I see them. When somebody, I don't like them. I'm so glad to know this. Yeah, so it's different than your antiquarian book. Thank you, thank you. We're different. Yes, we are. So there we are. There we are. All right. Well, anything else you want to say on our very first episode of the Watermark Equipment Podcast? I'm I'm just excited. I'm (gasps) excited for our church. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Okay, great. 
We'll, be fun. It's going to be so much fun. Well, thank y'all for joining us. Um, our next episode is dropping soon where we're going to be covering the Bible. Um, so we're so excited about that. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And until then, have a great week of worship. Thank you.